Hi, welcome to the Soul Streaker Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Jake. Are you ready to feel all lit up and excited like you just ran through a field naked? I am. So drop that baggage and let your soul go streaking. Hey, Soul Streakers, welcome to this episode of the Soul Streaker Podcast. I am your host, Jenna Jake, and this week I want to talk about Shempa. I've had a week of Shempa. I've been working on my Shempa. What is Shempa? Shempa is when you get hooked. You're yelling at your ex. You're yelling at your kids. You're yelling at your partner. You're yelling at your parents, your children, whatever it is, that is Shempa. When you get hooked in and you react rather than respond, that is Shempa. When you do something and go, I shouldn't have done that, that is Shempa. When you start catching yourself or noticing this and and practicing Shempa, practicing not getting hooked up, practicing not getting attached, it is amazing how many things you realize upset you. The person in front of you at the grocery store, the person in traffic, someone flips you the bird, whatever it is, people freak out. Last week, I talked about doing nothing. So that's what I'm saying. When you feel the shempa, you feel yourself getting angry, emotional, whatever it is, just stop. Let it run through you. Breathe it in and and have compassion for yourself and have compassion for other people that are in that same situation. You're not the only one who's got someone in traffic that's going slow or someone slow in front of them in line or got someone yelled at you. You know how many times a day that happens to everybody? You're not the only one. So have compassion. Have compassion for the person that is actually yelling at you. Why are they yelling at you? That's their shempa. So now you're linked to them, right? Because you're both caught up in this human emotion of Shempa. As I've been doing this, I've noticed that, you know what? I yell at my daughter a lot. And I think I'm kind of going off on her anxiety, but I'm noticing that there's a lot of my own anxiety and my own feelings of being overwhelmed that have nothing to do with her and that I'm yelling at her when it's not fair to her. It's not fair to her that I'm yelling at her and I'm taking all of that out on her. If I wasn't doing this Shempa practice, I would not have noticed that. So let me tell you a story about actually two things that happened in two days where I would have reacted differently if I had not been doing this practice. I have a child with special needs and I have worked for months and months getting her this kind of therapy that she needed. I had to fight my insurance company, found a really good out-of-network provider that I really wanted for her. So I had to fight my insurance company to get that, and I got a certain amount of time with that, and I had to get this other organization to agree, and it was just a lot of red tape, a lot of jumping through hoops, a lot of advocating. It was exhausting. I finally got it, and she started these services and just doing really well, and now all of a sudden my insurance company pulled it again took it away from her and she's lost her services because it was an out-of-network provider. And so I've been fighting to get it back. This decision was made by a medical director, some random psychiatrist in the north of my state that doesn't know me, doesn't know my daughter, has no idea the history 
of how long I fought. No real concern for the fact that she took all her services away by denying her in an appeal. And so she called me on the phone and I was talking to her and she wasn't budging. Then I got my ex-husband involved, my daughter's dad, and that actually was worse. The situation got agitated and everybody just started yelling and it didn't end well. And I was a great example of how I did get shempod into it. I got sucked into it. I got caught up in it a little bit, but then I caught myself. <laughs> I'm actually grateful to this woman for a couple reasons. It gives me an opportunity to practice, to wish her well, to wish her happiness and the cause of happiness, even though her callous decision, because I think she was just appeasing her employer, my insurance company. But it made me curious about her. Being curious about people rather than annoyed is also part of this practice. Curiosity, fascination, rather than frustration or anger towards somebody is a way more peaceful and enriching approach to handle a situation. So what made her make this decision? What is it about her that I don't know that she would just act like this, even though the case was so solid for her to make the decision to go my way, she chose not to. I am really curious about that. And it gives me a chance to practice. So it's given me this opportunity to practice what I preach. So I'm grateful to her for that. I'm grateful to have an opportunity to wish somebody well, even though she may have caused me harm, quote unquote. Why did she make this awful decision? Because it was an obvious case that there was no other in-network provider. I had a rock-solid case. Why did she make this decision? It makes me curious. And also giving me a chance to practice my response to her and the fact that I'm disappointed in her decision, but the suffering and the ruminating is optional. I don't have to suffer. I can accept the decision and respond and continue to advocate but I don't have to sit around ruminating on it, getting angry, getting caught up in the emotion and suffering. That's all under my control. And I'm grateful to her that she gave me a chance to practice that. Because I don't have to let it bother me and, and I'm getting better at not letting things like this bother me. But the, the key to this kind of Work is to have an intention. You have to have an intention to keep it nice inside. You're the only one in there. You get to decide what it's like in there. Wayne Dyer says, it's kind of like a snake bite, that you don't die from the actual snake bite, you die from the venom that goes into your system. It's kind of like, okay, she was the snake that bit me, but I don't have to continue to poison myself with it. I like that. You see what kind of power and control that you have what is your chosen response? Think about it. Be curious about it. And also giving me a chance to see what kind of warrior I am. And I mean, warrior like W-A-R-R-I-O-R. -R and I'm not a fighter. I am a warrior for peace and enlightenment. These opportunities, they're like missions where you get to practice and you get stronger this way. If nothing ever upset me, I wouldn't have any chance to practice. Wayne Dyer also says that there's a spiritual solution for every problem, and I agree with him. 
There's a more peaceful way to do things. There's a more meaningful way to do things. Not easy being a warrior, a bodhisattva. You have to be disciplined to stay on the path and know exactly how you're going to respond and be committed to peace and enlightenment and a better way. But I invite you all to do it. It's making me a better person and a more connected and loving person. And I really thought that I was a connected and loving person before, but it's making me more woke in that respect. Being that I'm in this place of unknown, I'm working with this idea of constantly being in the unknown and being okay with that because I guess that's what life really is. There's a shedding process when you go through a divorce because you know you're not the person you were when you were married and you're not sure who you're going to be because you haven't gotten there yet. So it's a constant evolving. But then again, you may never be there because you're constantly evolving. I find peace in this idea of just staying. Even when I want to watch a movie to numb myself, before I put that movie on, knowing that I am numbing myself, I want to stay for a minute and just feel the loneliness or feel the sadness or whatever it is I feel, knowing that I am not the only one that feels that way. And I put compassion out to myself and everyone else that feels that way. There's a strength that comes with that. I get stronger every time I do that. I get more okay with myself every time I do that. So these practices are really, really helpful and helping you move on and helping you feel good in your own skin. Pema Chodron in her book, The Places That Scare You, which by the way, is one of my favorite books. She talks about this idea of going down the river in a raft and all of a sudden you're not near any land in the middle of this river and the raft starts to deflate. And what do you do? And how do you handle that? This is the story she tells when she thinks of this idea of being in the unknown. There's a sense of faith that even though the raft is disintegrating underneath you, that you're going to be carried. The universe is going to carry you. And to have all the things that I talked about, discipline, faith, curiosity about what's going on, looking at losing your ego and not making anything about you, having compassion for yourself and for other people, because that's really what connects us. And this is the time when you're in the unknown is to be more connected to yourself, not less connected, not to run from those dark, scary places, not to run from the things that bother you, but to breathe it in, to sit with it, to accept it. You don't have to attach the story to it. Just feel the feeling and breathe it in and have compassion for yourself and compassion for everyone else that is feeling that feeling. And I have been doing that. And I will say that is super, super helpful. And really also about being present. I was thinking about all of this today and I went for a meditative walk and I was very present and I noticed all the leaves turning and fall. It inspired me to take some leaves home and do an art project. And if I had been stuck in my rumination thinking about this woman and being angry and getting carried away with the quote unquote venom of it, with the suffering of it, I wouldn't have made this art project. I wouldn't have had this intention. I wouldn't have had this material and thought this would be a good material for my podcast. These are gifts that I have gotten and I'm able to turn around and share them with other people and cause a rippling effect of good things, hopefully, that someone else will be inspired by this. I hope as you hear this, you are inspired and you will change the course of someone else's life and on and on it goes. I also noticed in a text exchange with my brothers about Thanksgiving 
And my one brother asked my other brother what time they could be at the venue and didn't ask me right away, Shempod. But I caught myself this time before I actually got Shempod. And I thought, okay, I'm going to be curious about this. But I noticed the story that I had about my brothers don't think I'm valuable. They don't think I'm worthy. I made up this whole thing about how unworthy that I thought my brothers thought that I was and realized that maybe these are insecurities that I have about myself that I'm putting on my brothers because where else did it come from? I don't know why my brother asked my other brother, but never asked me. But when I really thought about it, did I really think that my brother thought that I was unworthy? No. Is that something that I may have put on to him because it might be an insecurity that I have that I really don't think about or maybe want to admit to myself that there may be some unworthiness going on in my head. It was really an eye opener. It was like, what? Huge, big, fat eye opener of the story that I put onto my brother, but it's really an insecurity that I have about myself. That was a total game changer for me. It completely blew me away. And if I had gotten Shempod and started freaking out on my brother that he didn't think I was valuable, that would have A, probably been wrong, total miscommunication, and I never would have thought about it that way. So there you go. So that was another story that I had this week of how doing this practice of not getting hooked in to things that people do, because I'm getting hooked because it's hitting me in a place that I don't feel that I am okay, period, the end. If I felt like I was 100% okay in here, I would never get hooked into anything. So as you go through your week this week, really think about all the places that you get hooked. Notice yourself getting hooked. Why? Where is it that you're feeling that you're not okay? And do nothing. Don't respond. Be quiet. Relax into it. Stay. Whatever you do, stay. Let the feeling be there and just feel compassion for yourself and understand why you feel that way. Like you would a five-year-old or a three-year-old or your best friend pretend that that is you. Have a lot of love for yourself this week and let me know how it goes. I hope that you're enjoying these lessons and this podcast. I'm enjoying making it. Leave me a comment or rating and let me know you're out there. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Soul Streaker Podcast. If you liked it, press that subscribe button, leave me a rating. And if you leave a comment, I'll mention you in the next episode. Please share this podcast with anybody you think might benefit from it. I'll be so grateful if you did. And don't forget to watch me on Lunchtime Live on Instagram at jenna.jake. And check out my website, www.jennajake.com.